the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. So you know the red wave that everyone was expecting in the elections? Well, it happened. It just didn't happen in the elections. It happened on Wall Street yesterday. Stocks got snapped, smashed, murder-related, whatever you want to call it. The NASDAQ was down 2.4%. The S&P 500 down 2%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.9%. The 10-year Treasury um, sits at about 4.09%. I would say that was a problem about six months ago. Now 4.2 is the problem. Bitcoin had its worst, worst possible scenario happen to it. It's falling 15% yesterday, under 16,000. It's recovering today because Wall Street's covering, recovering today. Why is Wall Street recovering today? It could be a Christmas miracle that inflation's under control. And when I say Christmas, you think Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie, you think Falling for Christmas. It arrives on Netflix today. It's Lindsay Lohan's first starring role since 2013. And I got to be honest with you, train wreck of a personal life. I'm kind of interested in seeing what she's looking like. Um, only because that's America. Binance affair with FTX lasted just one night. It was a one night stand. And then Binance said, nope, we're walking away. You're being investigated. We don't want anything to do with that inheriting that problem. Facing a shortfall of up to $8 billion, FTX Chief Executive Sam Bankman-Fried, a.k.a. SBF, told investors his firm needed cash or we'd go bankrupt. The problem is they don't have enough cash assets to do a one-on-one with customers, and customers are going to lose up to $16 billion. It's a lot of do-re-mi. Regulators smell blood, and they've started to investigate whether FTX mishandled customer funds. Um, Binance is another um, regular uh, exchange, and um, they looked at the finances. Uh, they said, nope. So you have to have the money to cover clients, and they were borrowing money from clients to buy for other products and other tokens, and that's the problem. This is BS. This is this is your worst nightmare if you're a millennial, and you're like, Dad, screw you. Uh, uh, Ethereum is like 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 the new crack cocaine of investments. I know you're saying crack cocaine. It's meth now these days, my friend. I don't even know what it is anymore. I'm not that kind of guy. Never have been. Never will be. But uh, the millennials got screwed on this one. They were promised something that it's it hasn't lived up to any part of it. And what's saving it today is my advice is get out is a rally in the NASDAQ. Use any, in my opinion, consult a broker advisor before taking action on any stocks ever mentioned. I know nothing about Bitcoin other than I don't see value in it. And we're seeing that the people who became billionaires off of it, Sam Bankman Freed, SBF, he lied. He's going to get a fraud charge thrown on him, and he is going to spend time in jail or lose everything that he has. He's already lost over 86% of his worth, if not more. Tough to say because he's in hiding right now. Um, Inflation today is the big day. Seeing inflation at the end of the tunnel. 
Um, the CPI increased four tenths of a percent month over month in October. Expectations was it were seven tenths of a percent. Uh, the monthly changes left the CPI up 7.7% year over year versus 8.2% in September. If you look at the Fed rate hikes, they started about seven months ago. So this is the first time that we can really say those rate hikes are being felt by the inflationary pressures or the inflationary pressures are being felt in the rate hike. Um, so Q- CPI was up 6.3% year over year versus 6.6% in September. This is all very, very moderately good news. And Wall Street's loving it. Ba-da-bop, bop, bop. bop. They're loving it. The weekly initial, excuse me, the weekly initial jobless claims for the week ending November 5 increased by 7,000 to 225,000. Labor market's still good. Inflation's starting to come down, but it's going to take a long time. When you move from 8.2 down to 7.7, you're like, oh, that took us 30 days to do. Uh, and the sticky part of inflation, in my opinion, is the rents and the cost of mortgages now. They're going to be problems. Apparel prices, apparel prices, apparel prices, clothes dropped seven tenths of 1%. Medical care down six tenths of a percent. A 2.4% decline in used vehicle prices. It's all helping out. Adida. Okay, so inflation's not dead, it's still way too high of a number. But we could start saying, when's the Fed going to pivot? <laughs> well, I can tell you this. We don't need 75 basis point rate hike. Again, is going to be the perception of the Wall Street. So if, if Wall Street gets that, they're going to be disappointed. We're going to say 50 would be lovely. Maybe do nothing. Pivot. Don't know if we're going to get what we asked for. But Adidas says it plans to release more Yeezys under its own branding. Adidas terminated its partnership with Ye. But it still owns the designs. Black Panther Wakanda Forever is aiming to hit and break box office records this week, topping 200 million in domestic ticket sales. That first movie was good. I don't really like superhero movies because they're all very, very formulaic. formulaic. But uh, I will be going to this one too. I know you're saying thank you so much, Rob, for honoring us with your weekend plans. Microsoft's co-founder, Paul Allen, his partial art collection tops 1.5 billion at auction. That's amazing. This dude had some of the best art in the world. He had a Vincent Van Gogh, Edward Steichen, Gustav Klimt. Um, and art is an investment. It's really, really not a liquid investment. And it's really, really high end for diversification. But art didn't fall in value when the stock market, when bonds, when the housing market did. So Bitcoin is plunging. FTX was worth $14 billion, Now it's worthless, and there's going to be investigations. But what I wanted to throw down, this is kind of funny in my mind. Aaron Rodgers took a portion of his salary in Bitcoin. Clay Thompson, Odell Beckham Jr. Um, also got paid in Bitcoin. Russell Okung with Carolina Panthers. Can you imagine putting your body in danger for something that's plunging in value? Steph Curry tweeted the deal, stating, just getting started in my crypto game. Y'all got any advice? Football star Tom Brady, the greatest of all time, and his lovely wife, Giselle Bunchen. Whoops. His lovely ex-wife, Giselle Bunchen, have also an equity stake in FTX. So they, they lost everything. Miami Heat changed their name to FTX Arena, and that was the sign that, that it was a bubble, in my opinion. 
when the forum got renamed to crypto.com, if you look at the price of crypto, it was probably the highest it was ever going to hit. Right then, right there, that's it. So jobless claims are low. Inflation, which is good for job, uh, our economy. People have jobs. People get paychecks. People spend paychecks. Inflation starting to come down. We really need the services part, not the goods part, but the wages, the flights, the hotels, the um, shelter, whether it be mortgage costs or rental costs, to come down quickly if they can. I predict this time next year, inflation will not be much of a problem. Why am I saying that? Because we're still talking recession. When we have a recession, people cut back their spending. Could we whoosh out of this? I don't know. I'm not an economist. I, I, I look at economists that I've looked at for 20, 25 years, and I try to share my opinions. Um, Dow is rallying big time on this news. Um, I, I think it's fair to say all markets are rallying big time on this news. The futures market were lovely when we started uh, the morning. Uh, as the market opened, the S&P 500 opened up 3.2%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 2%, the NASDAQ up 4.3%. It's going to be very important to see how we close, to see if there's momentum going into tomorrow. And then you try to take momentum into the weekend. If it flickers, if it falters, it's telling you, yeah, this may not be ready for prime time. JP Morgan says the FTX fiasco could spark an industry meltdown and slash Bitcoin's price by 25% down to 13,000. We've been telling you if it broke 18,000, next stop was going to be. 12 to 13,000. Apparently, JP Morgan thinks that's about right too. I'm not a chartist, but again, I've been doing this a long time and I could see where it took off, where it can't get through, where it holds. And there's no support until about 13. And what, again, what stinks about this is a lot of millennials thought they were smart. And I love that. Hopefully, many of them pivoted and said, you know, when this went from 60 to 30, I don't like, I want diversification. Sadly, my experience is people tend to ride down what they ride up. And Sam Bankman freed He's kind of got um, a lot of hair on his head. He's difficult for me to look at, and I'm going to have to look at him for the next couple of weeks as the story starts to continue to play out. Elon Musk's net worth cut nearly in half as Tesla stock is dove. Musk's net worth has fallen to $177 billion after reaching a peak of $340 billion last year. Musk is still the richest person in the world, ahead of Amazon's Jeff Bezos, valued at $113 billion. Um, it's going to get tougher on Musk. This takeover of Twitter was uh, ill-timed with the stock market. Unlucky, if you will. And then he bungled the firing. And give Mark Zuckerberg credit, even though he can now be zucked, Z-U-C-K-D-E-D, um, which is a meme going around. He at least handled the firings with class. Said he overinvested uh, coming out of the pandemic. Said he was sorry. Facebook is going back to staffing levels pre-pandemic. And that's kind of where we feel like everything should be. Uh, because the pandemic was kind of this weird time where the government gave us money to stay at home. And in the end, I think it came around to bite us in the hiney. More job layoffs. Um, Twitter is saying that they're losing $4 million a day. I, you can't really believe much of what Twitter has to say right now because it just seems to be a reaction to a reaction to a reaction. 
it is the worst takeover I've ever seen. And it doesn't surprise me that he didn't have a game plan going in. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Markets are in rally mode on a cut in inflation numbers. That's nice, but we're not there. Look at your portfolio. Decide where you want to be. I'm Rob Black. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Inflation cooled more than expected, but prices are still up 7.7% since last year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. That's good news. It's not great news. It's good news in the Federal Reserve raised interest rates starting seven months ago, and it's finally starting to crack a little bit, which is that's how interest rates work. They take time. You don't go from things are great to golly gee, things are dire. It takes a little bit of a, a time shift to get you there. Peak inflation in Europe is almost within reach, so says the European Central Bank's head. The governing council raised interest rates 75 basis points both in September and October. They're expecting an increase of one half of 1% in December. Their inflation is at a historic high 10.7%, and they're getting ready to go into a brutal winter due to Putin. Putin has left supporters reeling by yet another Russian surrender in Ukraine. Um, we don't see a game plan there, but again, there's a lot that I don't know. I'm just a lowly broadcaster, and if you think my political insight is useful, it's just any insight I have, it's 25 years of doing this. <clears throat> we still don't know the control of the U.S. Senate. Still unknown with key midterm races too close to call. That can change things. We're now going into the end of the year, which is a typically friendly time of the year for investors. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, aims to break box office records this weekend. I like that story on the sense of things getting back to normal. I'm not a butter or popcorn salesperson, but if I were, I'd be like, that's good news. Honey, we're going on vacation soon. Disney's latest entrance into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU, is on pace for a stellar theatrical debut this weekend, with box office analysts suggesting it could outpace the $185 million average forecast. $200 million in weekend domestic sales. And uh, it looks emotional because Chadwick Boseman succumbed to, I think it was colon cancer, shortly after the success of the first film. Um. I got to say, that's kind of getting us back to where we need to get to, going to movies, going to a seminar. I'm going to a seminar. I'm going to see Rob Black. Thursday, November 17th, 6.30 to 8.30. Um, you can sign up at Rob Black Show. Use the code EVENT25 to get in for free. Thanksgiving flight bookings. Oh, it's a retirement income seminar. Thursday, November 17th. Elks Lodge, Palo Alto. Sign up at robblackshow.com. Thanksgiving flight bookings are down from 2019, but higher fares lift revenue. Yeah, not flying anywhere, me, for Thanksgiving. Don't knew about you, but I'm doing the show about me, 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 me. Um, again, the airfares are inflationary. And you know, I'm honest on the show with you, and I say things like I'm wealthy. I'm not trying to be a jerk. But I saved money over the pandemic. I made money in investing. I took money off the table with ridiculous gains that we were getting. 
Not all of it. Never. I never do that. Wait. I'm going to spend big at Christmas for a vacation. Not Thanksgiving. That's why I'm telling you that. Because I wanted to add in the next one. I probably will go somewhere. Because you know what I did over the pandemic was I got my family's passport systems, uh, passports lined up. Um, I would consider Disney at these levels only because it's oversold. It's a Dow stock. And there's something called the Dogs of the Dow. The biggest underperformers of last year sometimes tend. It's a trend here to be the big winners the following year. Problem with Disney is they don't pay a dividend. So they've lost part of their base and their stock has gone sideways for six years now. It's gone way up. We love streaming. But the pandemic hit and Shanghai's got a zero COVID policy. So right now, Disney Park in Shanghai is closed. Uh, park demand in the United States remains strong with no signs of slowing consumer trends. Again, I think the wealthy people are going to continue to take their kids to Disney. And I think you have to be wealthy to go to Disney. Otherwise, it is a big expenditure for you. I don't like Disney. I'm not a big Disney park kind of guy. I had a friend, a female friend, who um, got engaged at Disney. And when she told me, I was like, "That you're not going to get married him. I know you're not. No, no, no marriage is legit if you get engaged at Disney. I know you're saying you're hard, Rob. You said that to a friend. I'm like, I think I was kidding, wasn't I? But Disney Plus has a problem with they're spending a lot on content. And on Wall Street, there's an old adage. Um, what is the adage? What's more important, content or the roads? Content that travels the roads, if you own cable, like a Comcast, and you're Disney and you put your content on Comcast cable networks, the roads or the content, the road makers or the cars, Right now, the content is very expensive to make, and Netflix and Disney are struggling to say, hey, this is only $8, $10, $12 a month. We're going to have to support it with advertising because that show that got really successful that you're waiting for to come back, whether it be House of Dragons, whether it be um, Stranger Things, whether it be The Mandalorian. Are they making another Mandalorian? I don't even know. It's not in my wheelhouse, but it was cute when you first saw Baby Yoda. But the cost of the streaming content is driving Wall Street crazy. Uh, Facebook, the cost of creating Metaverse is driving Wall Street crazy. And it's we're saying <clears throat> your stock is coming down until you stop throwing money down a money pit. <clears throat> I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Uh, domestic bookings are down 7% from the same time last year, but high fares have translated to a 3% increase in revenue. We should start seeing airfares come down if we're still expecting a recession next year. With inflation tapering a little bit off, we're excited, but it's still not tapering off as fast as wages. So we are still expecting a recession next year. And the recession should clean out all the inflationary problems. And Wall Street moves six months in advance. So I expect Wall Street to be higher as we're entering or in a recession this time next year.
You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archive podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. The big story of the day is the markets are rallying as inflation wanes just a bit. And about seven months ago, the Federal Reserve started on a path to raise interest rates. Seven months later, they've done it a lot. A lot more than we thought. 25 basis points, 50 basis points, 75 basis points, 75 basis points, 75 basis points, 75. It's starting to hit the market and it's going to hit the market for the next year. It takes a long time, almost a year for the uh, interest rate hikes to really hit the economy. So relief rally in the coming weeks would be a selling opportunity, some fear. Bitcoin has its own, well, let's let's stay on consumer prices for just a second. Consumer price index, which is a broad measure of goods and services, rose just four-tenths of a percent for the month. That's up 7.7% from a year ago. The 7.7% from a year ago is awful, but it's way better than 9% and 8%. That's the way the markets are looking at it. Certainly shows how much the market has uh, keyed in on it. Worried about the wants to run on CPI. If you get any sort of help here. Um, Will the Fed take their foot off the the accelerator? Probably not. But for the short term, it's kind of nice to see that at least it's trending in the right direction. And this time next year, hopefully we'll be saying, well, those comparisons, you know, that we're up 7.7% a year ago. We're only up one-tenth of our percent. Hopefully, we're saying something like that. That's the expectation. Bitcoin. Sam Bankman-Friedman. Sam Bankman-Fried, also known as SBF, founder of FTX and a big Bitcoin investor. He's the go-to guy when CNBC, CNN, anyone in the news world wants to talk Bitcoin. He's the guy who always comes on. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. It's kind of a fancy app that gets millennials into the game of digital currencies. They're facing federal probes on handling of client funds as asset shortfall could top $6 billion. Last week, this time FTX was worth $14 billion. Now it's worthless. I feel bad for anyone who bet the farm on Bitcoin or Ethereum or any other digital currency as it cracked 16000 this morning. Now it's rallying like the NASDAQ's rallying, like the market's rallying because of inflation's a little bit lower. And... I don't feel bad for professional athletes like Aaron Rodgers, Clay Thompson, Russell Okung, Steph Curry, Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchen, and many, many, many more celebrities took equity stakes in FTX and took equity stakes in Bitcoin. The Miami Heat changed their name to FTX Arena, which was the telling sign that they have way too much money that was created way too quickly. Naming rights are kind of like, oh, your pets.com arena, huh? I bet that company's going to go out of business. Um, when companies are sizzling and sexy, they name arenas. They, they spend their money on arenas, and it's always a bad idea. Not always a bad idea. I feel it's a bad idea. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. What do you want to talk about? Anything you want to talk about? I'm here for you. talk about SBF. This just crossed the wires. And to me, I'm not going to use the word. It's kind of funny. 
because I don't want to feel like I'm um, crowing. But crypto billionaire Sam Bankman Fried blames himself for FTX collapse, admits he effed up. Like, whoa, don't, no, 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 don't say that. Your lawyer advises you not to say that. What happened inside FTX was your deposits weren't secured with anything that looked like the dollar that you put in there. There was no collateral asset. There was no holding of it. In fact, your dollar went to buy tokens from another company. And then that company looks like they bought tokens from his company. Artificially propping everything up. I'm going to be very surprised if he avoids jail. SBF said, I also should have been communicating more very recently. Transparently, my hands were tied during the duration of the possible Binance deal. I wasn't particularly allowed to say much publicly, but of course it's on me that we ended up there in the first place. As your attorney, stop talking. For a guy who wants to see justice for the people who lost their money, and it's it's going to be the people like you. It's going to be the 25-year-olds who are back in college, live with mom and dad who are like, digital currencies are where it's at, dad. You don't know anything. I'm going to be a billionaire. I'm going to buy your house, and then I'm going to burn it down. Um, there's a run on the money there, and Bitcoin is seeing a nice day. Can I say that? It's up 92 bucks to 17,817. If you take a look at the last five days, five days ago, it was at 21,000. So it's at 17,000. So it's having a nice day, but an awful week. It hit 15,864. So most in this industry see the potential for 13,000 is more likely than 30,000. Now, again, it is a asset that is five times more volatile than the stock market. So when the stock market has a good day, it could have five times the volatility. It's not for me because my fears a year ago, two years ago, are still the same. I don't get it. It's not practically being used. Governments haven't endorsed it. Um, it's not decentralized. In fact, it's very centralized. And that's the problem that's bringing it down. And in the next 24, 48 hours, a lot of millennials, and I'm I'm throwing it in millennials, even though I know there's baby boomers and Gen X who own this. But a lot of millennials are going to get a call from the brokerages and they're going to say, you know, you know, how we you put in $100 and we said, yeah, you could use $40 on margin, $50 on margin. You don't actually have the money, but go out and spend 150 on Bitcoin if you want. So now your original deposit is gone and now you have debt you actually owe money now and it should get worse before it gets better because it's what's called a margin squeeze um where people are getting phone calls of you need to give us more cash or we're taking what you gave us okay stocks are soaring after the cpi report today um, midterm elections, I don't feel all that great about yet. Like, is there, is it going to be gridlock? Is it not? What's going to happen with this runoff? But so far it seems to be going on a friendly level. Although Joe Biden was kind of acting a little cocky yesterday, doing a little victory lap. Um, kind of weird to see. One minute. 
had a chance to be humble. He was a little bit humble, but he was also crowing. And again, I, that's my political commentary of the day. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. So we're in big rally mode. Does it hold? I don't know. I don't think that's the point of today. The cooler than expected CPI for October, it's lovely. The plunging treasury yields and weakening dollar are nice. It's given us a break, a little bit of a breather. There's big gains in mega cap stocks. As with all rallies, the recession likely still coming next year. Take a look at what you have. If it's losing money, maybe you don't need it. If it rallies, maybe it's a source of funds. I don't know. I'm not you. I'm not your broker. I work with EP Wealth. Um, but have a plan. Don't just sit there and go, whoa, sweet. It's over. We're safe. Shark's gone. Jump in the water. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.